Hallelujah. It's great to be here. And yes, I'm going to miss Jeff and Kelly, but we'll stay in touch. <laughs> and um, I just want to say about the Bible school, because I've taught in the Bible school here, and this is an awesome Bible school. Yeah. And, you know, I went to Bible school at Rama, and I've told people so many times, if I've ever done one thing just for myself, it was to go to Bible school. It was just for me, not for ministry, not for anything but just going to Bible school for me. So I would encourage you, don't miss this opportunity because going to Bible school is just an awesome, awesome thing. And I also want to say I've got quite a few of my prayer partners here today, so I want to thank you for all my friends for coming and, and uh, really appreciate all of you. Uh, just a brief moment, I just want to mention a couple of things on the table in the back because I don't like to call it a product table, I like to call it a, a tool table. <laughs> because when a carpenter builds a house, he ne needs tools. Well, for us to build our faith, we need tools. So it's a tool table on the back table. And this book, uh, Instructions from the Great Physician, it went number one on Amazon two years ago. It's a very powerful book. It talks about God's word is medicine to our flesh. And one thing about God's medicine, no negative side effects. And it would be impossible to overdose. Amen. And this is another little card fairly new. It's called um, The Battle is the Lord's. How many have a battle? You have, I mean, there's going to be a battle at some point, right? Well, the battle is the Lord's. Therefore, Lord, you deliver me from the snare of the fowler. You uh, break down the wall of separation. You enlighten my understanding. This goes on and on and on about all the things that the Lord does. And then it says, therefore, I will enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And then on the back side, there's just praise scriptures fits right into your Bible. This one, Guidelines Praying for the Sick, I taught a lot out, out of this book when I uh, taught at the, at the Bible school here. But it is guidelines for you to learn how to pray for the sick and reasons why some people don't receive. It's a very powerful, powerful tool. Uh, this book, My Daily Delight in the Lord, this is um, the first book I wrote. This is my copy. That's why it's all tattered and torn because it's My Daily Delight. And this book really helps you to develop intimacy with the Lord. You know, the Apostle Paul said, my determined purpose is that I might know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimate with him. And so intimacy is such a key to be walking with the Lord. Amen. And then this is a book that Pastor Henry just talked about. And this is a great encouragement uh, along your journey. And it also has illustrations in the back, step-by-step -step illustrations on how to receive healing. So I just wanted to mention a few of those things. And you can go back to the table after service. One last thing, if you'd like to be in partnership with my ministry, there is a, a blue partnership card back there. I think one of my friends, Nina, will be back at the table if you want to sign up for, to be a partnership in partnership or to get the newsletter. I also do Zoom classes on healing and on prayer. I've got one coming up, uh, just a 90-minute Zoom class, and it's going to be on the book. Uh, on helping you on your journey from My Three Miracles. And, but other, th other than that, the other classes are usually eight weeks long. But, um, and once you're a partner, you get a 25% discount on products. So that's a good thing. Plus, you have the opportunity to call me with a one-on-one -on -one conversation. If you need prayer and you're a partner with me, I will talk and pray with you on the phone. So you ready for the word today? Yes. Well, Father, we thank you so much for your holy written word. We thank you, Lord, that it's your word that heals, 
that changes, it transforms. It makes wise the simple. It does everything that we, we need it to do through our faith in your word. It changes and rearranges anything and everything that needs to be changed and rearranged. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit to speak through us today, through the holy written word, to bring enlightenment to us. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Well, perhaps you've asked this question yourself sometime, but where have I been missing it? Or why does it seem like the word of God isn't working? I'm sure we've probably all thought that before if we haven't said it. You know, where am I missing it? Well, I think today, and I believe today, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to get an answer to some of those questions that you've had. Amen? So I've titled this message, Kingdom Culture because we hear so much about culture the last year and a half, and we need to zero in on kingdom culture. Amen? And, you know, I have been preaching the gospel. I've been to over 50 countries. I have been on every continent except the Antarctica. I've been to the Arctic, but the penguins haven't invited me over there yet. But (laughs) as I travel to all these countries, I am exposed to many different cultures. Just like with Pastor Henry, it was a, a swim costume. For us, it's a swimsuit. That's probably just his culture. (laughs) Amen. But I've been exposed to so many different cultures. And the language is very important in every culture that I go to. So that's how I communicate with people through the language of their culture. So it's very critical that I have an excellent interpreter. Now, I'm going to show you some pictures today and some slides that I think is going to really enhance this message today, because we need to know, am I missing it somewhere? Why does it seem like the word isn't working? Because the word works. And I mean, the word works, uh, especially for, I mean, well, it works in every area, but healing, you know, I focus so much on healing. That's that's just been my gift. But um, we're going to look at some slides, and and, uh, if we can look at that first one, I don't know if you have to dim the lights or not, if you can see them. You see them okay? I think so. So this is uh, obviously the African culture. Now, the men on the top left, they all look like they're dressed in red and red hair and everything. What they do is they take a combination of bloods or goat's blood, goat's milk, and goat's fat. They mix it all together, and they put it all over their body, from the top of their head to the tip of their toes. It's just all over, and that's part of their culture because these are warriors, and this is in the deep heart of Maasai land. So their job is to guard the livestock from the lions. So these are warriors, and that's quite different than what you would say our military costume is, but that's, uh, that's a part of their culture. And they also, in the, in the deep part of Maasai land, they live in mud huts. Now closer into like areas like Nairobi, it's just stick huts, and you can see right through it. But in this area, they're mud huts. You can't see through. They need more protection from the animals and from other warring tribes. And in parts of Africa, they do speak Swahili. But in Maasai land, they speak Maasai. So when I'm preaching in Maasai land, I have to have two interpreters, one from English to Swahili and then Swahili into Maasai. So I have to have very good interpreters. And I have written here in Swahili, it says, Yesu Anakapende, and that means Jesus loves you. Now we're going to look at the next slide. This is way up in the mountains of Guatemala. I've done a lot of work in in the mountains of Guatemala, actually 10 hours up from from Guatemala City. 
and we had a feeding program of over 600 children. They were located in five different locations, and one time we even had to travel on horseback, so I told my team it would behoove you to do some horseback riding before you come with me because we're not going to be riding Tennessee walkers. These are going to be old gray mares that we're going to borrow from a local farmer, <laughs> and we're going to have to go through the river, and, and so we were on horseback for eight hours. But um, when we got up there, if you can see on the top picture here, these women are smiling, and uh, they are sitting on the floor washing dishes. And they're smiling because that's a part of their culture. Now, if I have to go home this afternoon and sit on my floor to do my dishes, I probably wouldn't be smiling, but that's not my culture, but that is their culture. And they bring their water, they have to carry in the water in these plastic blue and red uh, uh, pails, and then they have plastic dishes, but they're very, very happy because that is a part of their culture. And when we go to our markets, we have kiosk stands. Well, they have to put everything down on a blanket on the floor, but that's just a part of their culture. And up in this region, they speak a language called K'iche. So when I'm up there, I have to have two interpreters, from English to Spanish, and then Spanish into K'iche. So it just takes a lot more time when you're using two and three translators. I've had to use three translators in one country. So it's a lot of work. But I have here in Spanish, Gloria a Dios. So I'm sure you know what that means, glory to God. Let's look at the third one. This is up in the Arctic when I was preaching with the Eskimos. And um, <laughs> they have uh, beautiful mukluks on their feet. They use a lot of whale skin for, well, they use whale for everything, absolutely everything. And the middle picture <clears throat> is a lady standing by a one-man igloo. And now the students there, <clears throat> they have to move to this region to go to Bible school, just like I had to move to Tulsa to go to Bible school in Tulsa. Well, they have to move to where their Bible school is. Her name is Susie, and I ask Susie, well, where do you live, Susie? And she says, I live in the North Pole. And I said, well, you're the first person <laughs> I have ever met <laughs> named Susie from the, <laughs> from the North Pole. And she says, I said, I thought only Santa Claus lived up there. And she said, oh, no, we're all up there with Santa Claus. We have a, we have a big family igloo up there. <clears throat> and she said, but I just wanted you to see a one-man igloo. And then uh, the bottom picture, uh, I had my first and my last dog sled ride. <laughs> I knew how to tell the horse to stop, but I wasn't too sure about that dog. <laughs> but in the Arctic, the language that they speak is called Anuktutuk. It's uh, not a spoken language, it's more of a sign language. And underneath that word Anuktutuk is uh, some symbols or some lines. Well, that is their language. And that says right there, it says, that's the title of a song called I surrender all in Anuktatuk. So it's fun traveling to all these countries and <laughs> adapting to all these cultures. Uh, but now let's imagine I'm going to go back to the Arctic. And perhaps some of you would like to come with me, even though they have a heat wave sometimes of 50 below. It is quite, it can be quite nice. <laughs> Matter of fact, at 50 below and they opened the windows, I thought, this does not compute with me. The children came outside for recess. I said, School, 50 below. But anyway, but let's just imagine we're going to go back to the Arctic, and you're going to go with me, and we're going to build some homes for the people, and we're going to have maybe some evangelistic crusades. So let's look at the next slide. So here we are. We have built some, a home, and the Eskimo comes out to look at the house, and she sees a mud hut. That's not going to compute with her. No way does she want a mud hut in the Arctic. 
And then I'm having an evangelistic crusade, and my translator translates me into Spanish. There's not one person there that understands one word I'm saying. So this entire trip is a complete failure. Why? We've mixed the culture. We cannot mix cultures. I can't speak Spanish in the Arctic and expect people to respond to an altar call. It's not going to happen. So I want to look at another culture. If you can turn to the next slide, this is heaven's culture. And we are citizens of heaven, amen? So this is our culture. Eternal life, victorious life, justification, joy, praise, deliverance, agape love, healing, wholeness. And the language of our culture, of heaven's culture, is the language of faith. And the language of faith always says it is written. Now let's look at another culture. This is the world's culture, quite different. Eternal death, defeated life, condemnation, worry, confusion, fear, anxiety, negative attitudes, anger, hatred, sickness, disease. And the language of the world is doubt and unbelief. It's negative, negative, negative. Amen. Now, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Yet how often do we mix our culture with the world's culture? We must cooperate with the culture of our own citizenship. Amen? We are citizens of heaven. If we don't cooperate with heaven's culture, then we will we'll still be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, but we can live a defeated life if we cooperate with the world's culture. We cannot do that. So let's look, at, can we turn to the next slide? We're going to look at a mixed culture. Uh, first of all, we have a victorious life. We come to church on Sunday. Man, it's, it, we just have an awesome time. Praise and worship's great. Every, and praise and worship today was just great. Thank you, everybody. Uh, but we just, you know, you're all just hallelujah, praise God, amen, hallelujah. You just have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. And then Monday comes. Seems like life just kicks in in another direction. <laughs> and you have to go to work, and perhaps you work with unbelievers. I can remember years ago, uh, way back when I was just got my first job out of high school and uh, had a secular job, and people always talked about Monday as Blue Monday. They had a Blue Monday. Let me tell you, Heaven's culture has no Blue Mondays. There is no Blue Monday in Heaven's culture. And they couldn't wait for a TGIF. Every day is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. So if you're not careful when you're working with people like that, and they're going to start complaining about the boss, about the job, about everything, and pretty soon you come into agreement. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't like the boss either. Or, yeah, I wish I had more pay. Or, you know, you're just complaining, complaining. You've just mixed your culture. You've just mixed your culture. So what I would encourage you to do during your lunch break, you go out and you sit in your car and you turn on that praise and worship music and you build yourself up. You apply Jude 20. You build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost because we are to be a light in the darkness. And don't, don't fellowship with the darkness, but be a light in the darkness. So can, you can see how easy you can just mix your culture 
And again, saved, still filled with the Holy Ghost, but you'll be, you'll be defeated if you mix your culture. We have justification. We have been made the righteousness of God. That is an unchangeable position. You will be as righteous the day you're born as the day you die because it is a position, a glorious position that we have with God Almighty. Amen? But then we have condemnation. What does the devil do? He wants to remind you of every mistake you've made. And pretty soon you listen to that. And then you start feeling unworthy and guilty and shame and condemnation. And it happens all the time in the church. I'm talking about the church. Amen? And so, again, you have to build yourself up, praying in the Holy Ghost, because this is the battle of the mind, all that fear and condemnation. Uh, You have to remind yourself that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. A number of years ago, and I mean a number of years ago, There was this famous boxing match. I don't know who it was, Muhammad Ali, or I don't know who those famous people were. But it was a world-renowned, this boxing match is going to be the thing for that television program on that night, you know. And I'm not into boxing. Um, I always did like Rocky, though. But (laughs) praise God, he got saved. But um, I thought, well, okay, I'm going to watch this boxing match with my dad and my brothers. So we turned on the television, and first thing, they showed the interview that was taken the day before of the two boxers. Well, both boxers, they're talking about they're making these threats, and I'm going to stomp on him, and you know, I mean, they're just having these ugly threats of what they're going to do to this other person. And then now they have the fight. And when the fight is over, now they're having another interview. Well, first, they interviewed the champion, and he shows his great big champion gold belt, or whatever that is. Then they interviewed the loser. I'll never forget what he said. They asked him, at what point did you realize you lost the fight? Round two, round four, round five? He said, no. I realized I lost the fight yesterday when I listened to his threats. He said, I should never have listened to his threats. So you listen to those lies, those threats, it will pull you down. It will pull you to, he said, I lost it when I listened to those threats. You know yourself, if you were to go out to dinner on a Friday night, your favorite restaurant, and you know it's going to be packed. You walk in there, and it's just bumper to bumper with people. You're going to have to wait 30 minutes to get a seat. And if you closed your eyes, you would know it's packed out with people because you can hear all the voices, right? But when you go to sit down at your table, Even though there's still a lot of chatter going on, now you're only going to listen to the people at your table. There's still going to be a lot of voices, but now you're zeroed in and listening to the people at your table. We need to zero in on what the Word says regardless of what does or does not happen to somebody else. Whether someone received healing or they did not, we zero in. This is what the word says. Even though there's going to be all kinds of, you, maybe your body is screaming out in pain, uh, symptoms keep roaring in, you st- stay with what does the word say and listen to the words of the Lord. You're going to hear other voices. The devil's going to make sure you hear other voices. I can remember I was visiting my daughter one time and uh, my grandson was getting ready to go on the school bus and she said, Now, Matthew, When you come home from school today, do not leave 
your brand new jacket on the school bus because he was as she's always having to buy a new jacket because he kept forgetting them she said, now don't leave it on the bus she said are you listening to me he said yeah mom i heard you she said no i don't want to know if you heard i want to know did you listen to what i said you see that makes a difference god is always speaking but are you listening it's like pastor henry said he's talking what is god telling you you have to listen to what the Word of God is saying to you. Because if you listen to all those other voices, you've mixed your culture. You're going to snare yourself. Amen? Uh, joy and praise. We have to discipline ourselves. We have to purpose to keep the joy level high. We have to purpose to stay on the side of victory. You know, there's times where we don't feel like singing and dancing and shouting. And the Lord knew that those times are going to come. And that's why he said, I want you to offer to me a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice because we don't feel like it, but we choose to do what the Lord has told us to do because that is for our benefit. It's for our benefit when we stay in our own culture and do what God tells us to do. But there is so much worry Especially, though, I mean, and in the church, it just amazes me, worry and fear. We can't participate with that. Amen? There's too much worry, too much fear, too much anxiety. Fear and confusion. You see it so much in the church. You know, it says in Psalms, I love Psalms 91, that no plague can come nigh my dwelling place. But if it does, I've got Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon formed against me will prosper. And 58, 8, my health is restored speedily. Amen. We have a, we had a lot of backup, you know. If something, something goes wrong, we got a backup. But I want to show you something here. I have a glass of water. It's not completely full. Let's just imagine I am so thirsty. I want a full glass of water. But there's no more water around, so... Um, oh, I see some Clorox. I'm just going to put that Clorox in here because I want a full glass. Well, is that going to be safe to drink now? No. Well, how about if I just I tell myself now, I, I just want the good water. I'm just going to do I only want the good water. Is that going to work? No, because the Clorox has contaminated the purity of that water. So it is with faith. You can have faith in your heart, but if you have just... Any, any fear whatsoever, that fear is going to contaminate that faith. I cannot mix fear and faith, nor can I mix water and Clorox and expect it to help me. Amen. We have to stay. That's why Jude 20 is so critical, that you keep yourself built. Uh, I can't tell you, you. You can't pray too much in the Holy Spirit. And that's just not something that you do on Sundays. It's got to be something. Well, you do it in the shower. You, I mean, I got shower cards back there, even for you. to. <laughs> I do. They're laminated cards. You put them in the shower. <laughs> and I didn't mention all those things, but... You need, I mean, God's word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Don't wait to the end of the day or when it's a convenient moment to uh, build yourself up in faith. Do it while you're shampooing your hair. Do it when you're driving in the car. I mean, I pray out. One time I was driving in the car. I had a meeting with a pastor in San Diego, and I thought, great time to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost, and all of a sudden I saw this sign. Welcome to Tijuana. I thought, oh, man. <laughs> 
I far, I just got carried away. I, oh my land, all the way to Tijuana. I couldn't believe it, but you know, it's, it can just be so fulfilling when you're communing and fellowshipping with the Father. I thought, well, I just missed that meeting, you know. <laughs> but I'm sure God was too upset about it. So, but um, but you see the difference. How you can mix your culture. And peace of mind, again, and that fear, we cannot, you cannot have any fear whatsoever. And then we have the love walk. You know, if I learned one thing at Rhema, you know, people have said, what was the famous, your favorite class, or what did you learn the most? For me at Rhema, it was the love walk, because Brother Hagen oozed out with the love walk. You couldn't have missed it. You just couldn't have missed it. You know, Mark eleven twenty three says that uh, if you have uh, that, you can speak to a mountain. You can speak to any mountain, any sickness, any disease, anything that's going on in your life. You can speak to it, and you can turn that situation around. Amen. But then it says in Mark eleven twenty five, if you have aught against any, forgive. If we don't have faith to forgive just one offense. You'll never have faith to move a mountain. It is never going to happen. Just one offense. How many people that I know personally in the church, oh, well, I'm never going to speak to that person. Or the attitude, negative, you know what? You're never going to speak to your mountain. This is walking in love. Staying with our own culture is not an option. It's not optional if you want to receive your healing, your uh, healing uh, re- for relationships, for your body, for finance, whatever it is, we have to stay in the love walk at all times. Uh, in submission, people think, well, I don't want to be controlled. Submission is not about control. It's not restriction. It's protection. When you submit to your pastor, he's, you're going to be protected from false doctrine. You're going to going to build your faith up all the time. You get out of that fear zone. Amen. It's so important that you learn that you submit. Submission is for our own protection. But negative attitudes, again, offense. There's just too much offense in the church. I don't want to dwell on all these because I want to focus on something else. But I want us to look at the kingdom, the kingdom culture for healing. Because Jesus is the healer. He is the healer. Now, the language of faith, and healing is a part of our covenant. You know, when I was preaching in Slovakia one year, I was doing a whole week-long seminar on, on healing. And uh, the lady in the church, she invited her cousin to come because he was, he was really stage four cancer. And he said, I don't want to come to church. I don't believe in any of that stuff. She says, well, if I was you, I'd certainly come. I'd sure give it a try. So the last day he came, now I knew nothing about the man. I knew nothing about him. So he came to the last service. And then when I had uh, a healing or a prayer line for salvation, he didn't come up in that line. Again, I didn't even know the man existed. But then he came up in the line for prayer. But I knew by the Holy Spirit he wasn't saved. And I said, sir, have you ever asked the Lord into your life? And he said, no, I have not. I thought, oh, okay. I said, okay. Now, <laughs> you just keep the smile on your face. And I said, oh, well, would you like to do that tonight? No, I don't want to do that tonight. I thought, okay. I said, well, what is it that you do want tonight? I mean, you, you came up in a prayer line. <laughs> I said, he said, I don't want any of that other stuff. I don't want that stuff. I just want your God to heal me and take away my pain. And I said, sir, my God loves you so much. He wants you healed, and I will pray for you. Matter of fact, just last week when I was praying for a lady in Pennsylvania, she was in her 80s, 
for the first time she got out of her wheelchair and walked. And her twin sister was there and was thrilled, both in their 80s. But anyway, I told this man, I will, I will pray for you and, and believe for healing. Well, the next morning I was supposed to fly to another country and I called the pastor. I says, can you pick me up early? I have just got to go see that man. His name was Stefan. I said, he's about to die and he's got to get saved. And he was just so on my heart. And the pastor said, yes, we can go and see him. But before you called, his cousin called and said that he had already called her and said, your God healed me last night. I feel so good today. I have no pain. So he was shocked that I went to his house. And uh, I said, I understand uh, you got healed last night. And he says, yes, your God healed me. And I said, well, do you remember that I also told you that my God loves you? And this is what he said. Oh, I remember, but now I know. And then he got born again. You see, God will even heal. God will even heal unsaved people. And that's through grace. But for us, it's our covenant. You know, the Bible says, Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one way for eternal life. Would you agree with me? There's only way. That's the way through Jesus Christ. But God wants everyone to be healed. That he has provided more, numerous ways to receive healing. There are numerous ways through communion, through the laying on of hands, through taking God's medicine. I mean, I mean, I could go on and on. There's just so many different ways that God wants you healed so much. There's numerous ways to receive healing, absolutely numerous ways. So the language of faith, it relies on what it believes, then speaks and receives. The language of faith ignites the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The language of faith speaks those things which be not as though they were. The language of faith is God's creative power. The language of faith gives substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the victory not yet seen, but it'll all come to pass. It will all come to pass, amen? So Isaiah 53, 5, it says that by his stripes you are healed. And 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes you were healed. So if the Bible says you are and you were, then the language of faith says, I is. <laughs> I is. <laughs> if it says you are and you were, then you is. And so, see, we have to see ourselves just as the Word of God says we are. See, the eye of faith sees first what the natural eye does not yet see. The eye of faith, faith sees the invisible and that it will become visible, but it just takes that being so rooted in, when I was miraculously healed of cancer, I had zero knowledge of healing, zero, but I received a miraculous miracle of healing because I was grounded in knowing that God loved me, and love is, I think, probably the most important thing because God so loved the world. God so loved us. Love is like an umbrella, like if it was raining outside and you put up an umbrella, it protects you from the rain. Well, God's love is like an umbrella. It's not just what he possesses. That's who he is. He is the essence of love. And when you say underneath the umbrella of love, everything you need is underneath the umbrella of love. You can just receive love. That's what I, I said, Lord, I don't know anything about healing, but I know you love me. And if you have a healing for me, because God spoke to me in my hospital room, and he says, your time is up. Under your present condition, you are destined to die. You can read that in, um, in that book, My Three Miracles. But um, 
we have to see ourselves. We have to come into agreement with what the word of God says. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And your testimony is your agreement to what God says about your specific situation. Amen. It is just so, 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 so powerful. Uh, so you understand how easy it is for us to mix our culture, and we don't even realize it sometimes. But we can snare ourselves with the words of our mouth. Amen. So we want to stay in tune to our own culture. Now turn, if you would, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For God's will to be done on the earth as it is in heaven, it's only going to happen through the language of heaven's culture. Only through the language of faith. The language of faith has access to the kingdom of heaven and brings God's will into our body into our finances, into every, our relation, anything that we need. It's that we have access to the kingdom of heaven through speaking the language of faith. Amen. It has access. So if you want to experience God's will on the earth, we have to adapt to the language of our own culture. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings, sickness or health, you could add anything there. It says choose. Choose life. Choose healing. Choose blessing. Who does the choosing? We do the choosing. It's our choice to choose the language of life or the language of death. The language of healing or the language of sickness. You know, I was talking about the language of faith. I want to just mention something about the world's culture. When the world's culture speaks the language of doubt and unbelief, the world's culture speaks repeatedly of the pain. The world's culture magnifies sickness, disease, every negative symptom. They magnify the medicine, every surgery. I mean, if people want to come up in a prayer line, if I don't stop them, they could talk 45 minutes about every operation, every bit of medication, all the negative stuff, and I'll say, well, what, what scriptures are you standing on? Uh, well, you know. I said, no, I have no idea what you're standing on. Well, you know, I mean, no, no, I don't, I don't know. You tell me. Well, uh, you know, God heals. I, that's all you got. That is all you've got. 45 minutes of all this worldly language, and you know nothing about the language of faith. And, and it's repeatedly. I mean, Pastor Henry probably has the same thing. People come up. If you don't stop them, they'll go on. Well, I had, and tomorrow I got to have surgery, and last week I had, you know, we, can, we can't mix our culture. Amen. So life and death is in the power of the tongue. It is not, it is not in the power of cancer. Death is not in the power of cancer. It is not in the power of COVID-19. It is Death is in the power of the tongue, and only the tongue. Power is a force. It's a direction. Power can exist without being activated. Power in itself can do nothing until it is activated. Faith is a force. Faith can exist without being activated. Faith in itself can do nothing. 
Listen to James chapter 2, verse 17, the King James Version. Even so faith, if it does not have works, it's dead being all alone. The Amplified, so also faith, if it does not have works or deeds and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself it is destitute of power. The New Living Translation, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Let's just say, for example, that you were very, very poor, and you had no shoes to protect your feet or to keep your feet warm, so I give you shoes. But you don't put the shoes on. You're not even going to wear the shoes. Well, the shoes are useless. You might as well not even have the shoes, right? Well, so it is with faith. God has given every person a measure of faith. But if you're not going to use the faith, might as well not even have the faith. It's useless. And that's exactly what it is. If it doesn't produce good works, faith is dead without works. Amen? It is useless. So we have to keep the faith level high. Feed on faith all the time. So once again, in Proverbs 18, 21, the Hebrew language, when it says the that it's in the power of the tongue. The Hebrew language is very graphic. It pictures the tongue just like a hand. I'm going to have Brian help me for just a moment and bring up a chair. Can you bring up a chair up on this platform? See, my hand has the power to pick up this glass of water or to put the water down. No, that's okay. Can I, did you ever see, uh, did everybody watch Brian bring this chair up here? Did he, did he pick it up with his nose? No, Brian, what's wrong with you? (laughs) He didn't pick it up with his feet. He picked it up with his hands. Now take this chair and turn it completely the opposite direction. His hand had the ability to pick up this chair. Did you all see that? And turn it completely around. Our tongue is pictured like a hand. You can speak to your sickness, your si- any situation, and turn it completely around through the power of the tongue infused with faith. Thank you, Brian. You know, God doesn't want it to be complicated. He doesn't want it to be complicated. It's just a simple thing. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The phrase, its fruit, indicates the spoken word. A spoken word is like a seed planted, and that seed will produce a harvest, either a good seed, I mean, it'll produce something good or something evil. Every seed produces something. Uh, So we don't want to plant what we don't want to harvest, amen? I grew up in Nebraska. I'm a a corn husker, and I lived in the country, and I had a big garden. And one of my favorite things to plant was for my homegrown tomatoes. And after I planted those tomatoes, and I would stand back and look to see that they were in a straight line. Oops, there's one plant that was kind of off-center. So I would go over, and I would pull up that plant, and just a little tweak, just move it over, and now it's all lined up. That's exactly what you do when you speak something from the world's culture. See, the Holy Spirit is our helper. So when I catch myself, and I've prayed this so many times in the morning, I say, Lord, if I say one thing that's not a part of heaven's culture, tell me right now. So the Holy Spirit, he will say, oh, you you just touched into the world's culture. 
So what you do, because we're all going to, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Are you perfect? I'm not perfect. That's why I need the Holy Spirit to help me. So as soon as I say something that I knew, ooh, that was part of the world's culture, you know how I uproot it? I repent. I sort of, I repent of that word I just spoke. In the name of Jesus, I uproot that negative seed, for it is written, and then I speak what the Lord said about my situation. And I've just tweaked it, and I put it right where it needs to be. So work with your helper. I mean, what a privilege that we have been given the Holy Spirit to help us, to make sure we stay in our own culture. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24. It says, put away from you a deceitful mouth and perverse lips. Perverse lips, it's the misuse of the tongue. A deceitful mouth is a mouth that speaks dishonest speech. What's another word for dishonest speech? A lie. It says, so we could say, put away from you a lying tongue. There are six things the Lord hates, and one of those six things is a lying tongue. So every time we go around and say, oh, my back is killing me today. Oh, my sinuses are driving me. Oh, these allergies. Oh, oh, oh. God is probably in heaven. Well, he is in heaven, but he's probably saying, I wish my children would stop telling lies. He said, by my stripes, you're healed of that back pain. By my stripes, you are healed of diabetes. By my stripes, that pain in your back is gone. So, but every time we come into alignment with the world's culture and we speak what the world says, God says, that's a lie. I did not say that you had diabetes. I did not say this. I did not say that. So... You just take that tweet, uproot that, what you just said. Amen. You know, we teach our children to not tell lies. Well, you can see we got a lot of sin in the camp <laughs> because we do it. But praise God, we have the Holy Spirit to help us so that we can correct those situations. I want to I live long and strong, don't you? I, wa- I, want, I don't want to snare myself. I want to stay in healing and wholeness because Jesus purchased that for us. Because so often we snare ourselves with the words of our mouth, Proverbs 6.2. It's the same thing with mixing your culture. You are snaring yourself every time you mix your culture. Is this helping you today? Yes. Is, is it clear? Yes. I wanted to say this in closing because I want to I pray with you. But the language of faith cannot, it cannot be reduced to positive speaking. Positive speaking has its place, and it can certainly motivate people. But the language of faith will never move. I mean, the language of the world, only the language of faith moves the hand of God. Only the language of faith has access into the kingdom of heaven and brings God's will into your life and my life. Once again, I can't speak Spanish in the Arctic and expect people to respond to the altar call. Nor can I speak German in a Chinese restaurant and expect to get apple strudel. That's not going to happen either. (laughs) Well, as a citizen of heaven, I cannot speak the world's language and expect heaven's results. One more time. As a citizen of heaven, I cannot speak the world's language and expect heaven's results.
And as a citizen of heaven, I don't need an interpreter because of the language of faith. That's our native tongue. The language of faith, that's our native tongue. Amen. This help you today? Um, I'd like to pray for you, but before I um, pray, I just want you to close your eyes for just a moment. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that through Jesus we have access into heaven's culture. We have access into your kingdom. And so we praise you for that, Father God. And I would ask if there's anybody here today, if you are not a citizen of heaven, that's the greatest miracle you'll ever receive. All you have to do is believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he died on the cross and he rose again from the dead just for you. If that's you today, you've never prayed that prayer, I want you just to lift up your hand. And maybe those, if you're watching online, you can pray with us. But if you've never prayed that prayer, just lift up your hand. Everybody here is, you know that you're going to heaven, and I'm sure everybody here is saved. But I would encourage you, invite people, because there's many people that aren't going to make it, and we need to invite them. So, Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it takes deep root into each and every heart. They'll never be the same again. That you would quicken us every time we begin to tap in and speak and uh, cooperate with the world's culture, that you just quicken us, that we immediately uproot that seed and we speak from the language of faith that by your stripes we is healed today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You want me to turn that to you before I pray for the sick? Before we pray for the sick. Uh, we'd like to receive the offering before we pray for the sick uh, because we don't want to, uh, you know, shorten that time. We want to allow uh, Dr. Merrill as much time as possible. What we're going to do at this time is we're going to receive an offering for her, um, and then we'll be ministering to the sick. I have a scripture I want to show you while you prepare your offering gifts. You can do it, uh, as I said, by check or credit card, online, whatever way you want to do it, you can. Uh, but if you would just put up the offering scripture I have. So I want to show you real quick here, uh, the New Testament says you shall not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. And uh, it is, the, is it the oxen that God's concerned about altogether or is it for our sakes? He says, no, it's written for us that we who plow should plow in hope and who threshes uh, in hope should be a partaker of the hope. Next slide. So if we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing that if we reap your material things? So Paul is saying, if he has been giving spiritual truth and nutrition to you, and you've been blessed, shouldn't he be able to partake of your material things? In verse 12, he says, if others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even, uh, 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 sorry, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar. And even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should do what? Live from the gospel. And there's no doubt, there's no doubt, Dr. Marilyn preaches the gospel. So she has a right to live from the gospel. And God provides her blessings, her finances, whatever's needed in her ministry expenses and for her to live and so on and so forth, as he does for us pastors as well, through the gifts, love offerings and tithes that come from the body of Christ. This is God's way. This is the way God intended for it to happen and this is the way it happens. So as we give today, we're going to give generously. We're a loving, generous congregation, and we want to bless her. Um, as you see, 
she's called to the North Pole. And some of you are saying, I'm so blessed that you're going. Well, send them. Send her. Send her where she has the heart to go. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, as we receive the offering today, we thank you that you bless the giver and the receiver. Thank you, Lord, that those who are generous today are going to give in hope. And we believe that Marilyn's going to be blessed in her hope so she can live off the gospel and do the work of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and receive the offering. Um, you want to go minister to the sick? And as soon as you've got, how do you want to do that? Are you going to have a word of knowledge? Or are you going to call them up? What do you want to do? You want to pray? She wants to pray for Jackie. Oh, all right. She wants to pray for Jackie first. All right. We didn't expect that. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. You stretch your hands out towards her right here. We can have the lights up a little. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Turn up her mic. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ yes. of Nazareth, yes. I take authority yes. over every malfunction, yes. irregularity, yes. abnormality, yes. every weakness. I Thank bind you, it right now. Yes. Lord, you said what we bind on earth would be yes. bound in heaven. And we Thank take you, authority Lord. over this. Yes. We break its hold in Thank the you, name Lord. of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we release that yes. healing power to flow yes. to you, every Jesus. organ, every tissue, every yes. cell in her body, from the top of her head to the soles yes. of her feet. Thank you, Thank I speak you, strength into yes. this body wholeness into this body yes, we thank Jesus. you father that no weapon formed against jackie shall yes, prosper yes. that her health is completely restored thank you Lord. that she has strength and is renewed like the yes, eagles yes, father god yes. we thank you we're going to see her soaring soaring Hallelujah. soaring soaring thank and we give you, you all the praise and all the glory yes. that by your stripes yes. jackie is completely Healed, healed and whole and whole thank you father i decree she's covered mm. with the blood of jesus thank you jesus. the blood covers every part of her body Hallelujah. every cell every organ every tissue and the blood never yes. loses its power so body in thank the you. name of jesus yes. i command you yes. to line up with the yes. word and the yes. word says jackie yes. is the whole. healed of yes. the lord yes. in jesus name amen 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 amen, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank glory, you for that. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. I know Thank some you, of you had brought prayer cloths. You can bring your prayer cloths up. But if you want me to pray for you, um, I'm going to invite you just to come up here. And Nina, you want to go to the back, you can. But there, there's a sign-up sheet back there. So but those who are had... coming for healing, if you could come stand on this side over here, put your toes against the stage to give us maximum room all the way around. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray for the sick all the way around. And then we're going to have the Kellys come and stand over here, if you would. And those who wanted to say goodbye to the Kellys, you can do that. Just as it's because it's a, our time is up, but we want to minister to the sick. Those who are coming forward for prayer for the sick, please remember to give space behind them so our catchers can be immediately behind the sick. So give a second row. Sorry to just be trying to organize too much, no, but we don't good. want anybody falling on top of anybody else. So if there's a... A person in front, if you would be kind enough to have an, a catcher standing between them and you, and as soon as they've been prayed for, then you'll have an opportunity to step into the front row. All right? Thank you so much.
And you can step all the way forward. And Marilyn's going to pray. And if you're in the congregation, if you want to stay and witness this and be part of it, we would love you to do that. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your faith. Um, but if you've got somewhere to go and you don't feel you can stay any longer, we're going to dismiss you if that's what's going to happen. But those who can stay, thank you so much for staying. And then those who are coming to say goodbye to the Achilles and give them a hug, you can come on down here. But I would ask you just to be respectful as we minister to the sick. All right? Thank you so much. When I pray for you, this is not time for you to pray. This is time for you to receive, yes, not amen. pray. Amen. So, and you know, sometimes healings are instant, but most of the time they're progressive. So if a negative symptom comes back at 2 o'clock this afternoon or at midnight or tomorrow morning, what are you going to do? Thank you, Lord, that when hands were laid upon me, the healing process began. And you want to stay with it. Remember, we're going to stay anchored in what the Word says. Amen. So, Father God, we just thank you for these prayer cloths. We thank you that there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. So when these cloths are laid upon the sick bodies, that they will bring about that complete healing and a cure. We plead the blood, Father God, and we thank you for the healing power that flows into every one of these cloths, every one of them. We just thank you for your anointing and that they are filled with the power of healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for my sister. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes she is healed from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. The name, the name that's above all other names, the name of Jesus. Jesus, be thou made whole in Jesus' name. The name, the name, the name. Power in the name of Jesus. I come against every malfunction, irregularity, abnormality. We break its hold right now, and I release that healing power to flow. Thank you, Father, that by your stripes he is healed and made whole. The name the name of Jesus. Oh, there it is. Let's take it in. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. The name, the name of Jesus. I speak peace, peace, wholeness. We thank you, Father, for this child. We thank you for an easy delivery and a healthy child. I thank you, Father God that your hand is upon this precious mother and her child. And I speak healing, I speak wholeness in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. The name of Jesus. We give no place to fear. No fear has to go. We give it no place. But I speak peace, peace. There it is. Just take it in. Just take a deep breath. Peace, healing, and wholeness. Be whole in the name, it's above all other names, the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, release, I release that healing balm of Gilead to flow, the top of her head to the soles of her feet. I come against every malfunction, every negative report. We call it null and void, null and void. 
be thou made whole in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. Be thou made whole in the name of Jesus. We give no place to those negative reports. No, no, no. We call them null and void. We only give place to truth, for it is written by the stripes of Jesus. You are healed and whole. Thank you, Father. Be thou made whole. Thank you, Lord, that it is written by your stripes. Your stripes, Jesus. She is completely healed, whole, set free, and delivered in Jesus' name. The name of the name of Jesus. Ooh, there it is. Be whole, be free in the name, the name of Jesus. Be whole, be whole, spirit, soul, and body. The name of Jesus. Mm-hmm.